quick little disclaimer before we jump into today's episode. All episodes after the week of September 14th are pre-recorded because I had a baby. In an effort to really step into motherhood and get to know my baby, as well as learn my new role as a mom, I'm taking some time off of work, which includes this podcast. So if you hear me talking about being pregnant in this episode, don't worry, I'm not still pregnant. I had the baby. I just recorded this before I had him. So just thought I'd clear the air in case you guys were confused. I will be back recording new episodes with more current life updates about me and baby and how I'm doing as a mom in the middle of October. All right, let's get back to the episode. Just Man's the Podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Just Man's the Podcast. It's your host, Amanda. I hope you guys are having a lovely Monday so far. Thank you guys for stopping by. This episode is literally such a special one because I am interviewing Amelia Weiss, who has been my pregnancy twin for the last nine months, okay? Our due dates were two days apart the whole pregnancy, and she might have just had her baby. I just had my baby when this is going live, but if she hasn't had her baby yet, this is probably the week she's going to go into labor. And if you're listening to this, maybe she's already in labor. Who knows? It's so exciting. Again, we have been pregnancy twins throughout this whole last nine months. And it's been really cool because we were actually connected by my good friend, Abby Harley, who I went to high school with and have been best friends with ever since. She actually is on the podcast as well as a guest. She's on episode number three. She was actually the first person I interviewed. So if you want to go give that episode a listen, it's all about business and starting her own business. So go give that a listen. But we were connected through Abby when I told Abby that I was pregnant. She was like, oh my gosh, this is two of my friends in one week that is pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh, who? Because being 22, just graduating college, I don't really know many other women my age and in my phase of life that is pregnant. So it's been really cool to connect with Amelia over Instagram. And we text all the time now about pregnancy things. And again, I don't know, but she might be in labor or she might have already had her baby. So this episode is just super special. Amelia is the founder of the Nash Gals, which is a woman's networking group based in Nashville. It is legit, you guys. Go check out their Instagram and their website. She's also the owner of Love It Loud PR, which is a digital marketing company aiming to help clients grow their businesses and navigate the digital landscape. And she also just launched a baby clothing company called Shop Lil Co. that's full of the cutest hand tie-dyed and printed baby onesies and rompers. She is superwoman, you guys. She literally went into quarantine and came out with freaking a new business. She's killing it. And she's also a soon-to-be single mama, too. So, yeah, she's basically just superwoman. And this episode is super fun because we talk all things pregnancy and we get really casual and real and honest with it. Like, we talk about our symptoms. We talk about things that we've been going through. She talks about what it's been like to be single through her whole journey. And we also talk talk about her businesses in depth too. So if you're interested in just empowering women and women-owned businesses and pregnancy, then this is the episode for you. 
All right. So tell everyone who you are. Give us like your background, age, where you live, what you do. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, my name is Amelia Weiss. I am originally from Tampa, Florida. I live in Nashville. I've been here for coming up on three years in January. So pretty soon. Um, what do I do? This is my hardest question to answer. I you do that, so many things. <laughs> well, I think my friends, like, you could ask my mom and she'd be like, um, well, like, no one knows. Um, I do, so my background is in marketing and I started in, well, technically it's in PR, um, food and beverage PR. That's what I was doing in Florida. And then I came up here and got more into, like, all things digital marketing because I was kind of wearing every hat in, like, the PR world, which means, like, email marketing and design and all of that stuff. And I had always done like random marketing for myself um, because in college I would sell like paintings that I made for people's dorms and like stuff like that and just do random stuff on the side. So you've always been a hustler. Yeah, something like that. (sighs) Um, I just get restless, I think. But so I started doing digital marketing up here. Um, just on like a contract basis. And then I ended up just like forming a company because I was taking on so many clients and I wanted to like do it the right way and have an LLC and you know, all the, all the good, like legal things. Um, so I do that. And then I also run a women's network called the Nash gals and which is event based and it's wonderful, but you know, with COVID it's been a little bit, um, interesting to transition into like an all digital event based company. Um, and then I also, as of recently, run a, or I guess create a, like, tie-dye baby line with some designed onesies and other things that I'm adding. So I think that's all I do. Is that all I I feel like you went into quarantine and came out with, like, three different businesses. Absolutely. <laughs> I also, like, a house that I had to do a project on every single day. So I'm, and a, a child. We're going to come out with a kid, too. Right. <laughs> All the things in 2020. It's crazy. Yeah. So you moved into a house as well during quarantine? Yeah. So I was in a, what we call here in Nashville, tall and skinny, which is like essentially a townhouse where it's three stories and like the bedrooms on the top and then we have the middle and then the bottom is like office garage kind of thing. And the second I found out I was pregnant in January, I was like, first of all, my lease ends on December 31st there. And I was like, first of all, I cannot, I can't move during like a winter with a a newborn. And so I had a little freak out and I found a house and ended up buying it. And it's really wonderful, a little bit out of town, like 15, 20 minutes out of like the actual city of Nashville, which is like not, not far for a city. Um, But, and it was a flip. So it was perfectly perfect when I bought it, but I just had to do a million projects because that's who I am as a person. (laughs) So, but moving during quarantine is actually great because I had like so much time to just stay at home and do stuff. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like we're literally twins because our due dates are two days apart and we both moved during quarantine and while pregnant. How was that for you moving while pregnant? Um, okay. I did it way before you like kudos to you for doing it when you did, because holy shit. Also, um, I've had just as many like random ass issues as you had, (laughs) but like, um, it's just been like this never ending process, which I'm sure, you know, honestly moving while pregnant, I am a huge procrastinator with like cleaning and packing stuff. And so I hired movers at my old place. And luckily I had like a two week overlap of my leases 
but um or like my closing date in my lease but I hired movers they brought all my big stuff but I like didn't pack up any small stuff so I went back and forth every single day for like two weeks just grabbing like kitchen stuff and closet and bathroom which like is usually fine but pregnant it was it was May-ish like end of April May so it was like really really hot and then I was also in the tall and skinny so it was three stories so I was going up and down and I swear like People are like, you haven't gained pregnancy weight. And I'm like, it's because I literally <laughs> went up and down stairs for two weeks straight, like constantly. And then the same thing here too. So I feel like it is so easy to think that you can do it all, especially in the second trimester, because you feel good and mentally like you're, you're fine. You're there. You have energy until all of a sudden you don't. And then it's like, you are the sorest you've ever been. Your aches are so bad. You just have to sit in a bath and just like not move. <laughs> I literally, like, I don't know how you're doing it with a breech baby because my, like, I can't, I don't have, like, a rib cage anymore. Like, I can't sit for, like, long periods of time without feeling like I'm literally suffocating. So, working is impossible, but then, like, laying down in bed, like, last night I made my mom and I hot chocolate because my mom's here for a month and a half, and we're, like, sitting there, and she's sitting there, like, playing and typing and blah, 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 and I'm... (laughs) I'm literally like struggling to like sit up on a pillow with a hot chocolate and then she's like can you get out of bed and I'm like no I literally I can't I can't sit up like I just can't do it it's so hard to get comfortable nowadays like I swear that's why I go on walks and I stay like active because I'm like it doesn't feel good to lay down or sit down like I can't get comfy no that's like the only thing like I actually can you still lay on your back okay like I can still lay on my back yes I can like I'll go to the chiropractor and I'll go to like a pelvic floor specialist and I can lay on my back but fine but I actually went to the hospital one time just to kind of check on baby and get a non-stress test and I laid on my back for too long and they were doing an ultrasound and kind of pressing to just see where he was and make sure he was okay my blood pressure dropped to like 70 over 40. Like I, they they were like, you're not okay. You need to lay on your side because that happens when you lay on your back. Yeah. That's see, I've been like perfectly fine. Besides if I do, I've been doing like yin yoga and I have to lay on my side during that because it's like on the floor, but I have my, I get my lashes done and that's like literally the only like, cause I'm so lazy about makeup. Um, and my girl has been coming to my house. Like she comes and sets up like her little bed and I thought I was still fine to like lay on my back. Cause that's how I sleep. And, um, and her bed's like really comfortable, but I was laying on it for so long. And I guess like, just like your eyes are like pretty much glued shut and I was talking and whatever. And I literally like eyes glued shut was like, hold on, I have to throw up. Like I, and I like ran to my bathroom and threw up like mid lash appointment. I was like, I'm like, I bet you that's never happened before. So now we do it like sitting in a chair because I like can't. No way. But she, that's, that's how I get when my blood pressure drops. Like I get like woozy and then I have to throw up and then I'm fine. But I've done that like so frequently during this pregnancy. It's absurd. You still lay on your back or sleep on your back? I can sleep on my back. Um, I have to have like a leg up kind of thing, but yeah. I had a pregnancy pillow for so long and I bought one that I'm sure I could put it in my washing machine, like the whole thing, but I didn't buy one with like a cover. Uh, I have like anxiety about getting really terrible acne of yeah. it is, and it moves with me and like now it's like on the floor under the bed and I'm just like, so I have like all these pillows and now I have the dog and two cats that I just prop my feet up on. Yeah, like, I know. You need to look into getting a cover for that. I seriously do because that's like 
But honestly, like at this point, I'm like, is it even worth it? I, I know. Maybe like days left. I don't know. I know. Okay. We're going to get more into pregnancy later. I want to first talk about the Nash gals because I connected with you through my good friend, Abby Harley, who connected with you through the Nash gals. So clearly this network works. Talk about exactly what it is, how you started it, why you started it. I love that. I'm trying to remember exactly. I was at Van Dyke. We had a happy hour and that's where I first met Abby. And we actually both lived in Orlando before here. So um, that was really interesting. But so Nashcals, let's see. I'm trying to think how it all began. Um, okay. So I mentioned I moved here for marketing and I, not like a specific job. That's just like kind of what I do and where I was. Um, but I had been trying to network because I moved and I knew like one person and she was like really busy all the time. And so I was kind of like, what do I do? <laughs> so, so I looked for like networking groups on like event writer, blah, blah, blah. And it would, it would honestly be, and this is so weird to say now, cause it feels like you like can't go to places just to like talk to people like in a large room, a networking group is literally going to like a room full of 200 people and talking to them. And that's like an absurd thought during a pandemic. But um, when that was a thing, I would go and it would be like people not in the creative industry or older folks or like just like not, not who I really wanted to connect with. Or I would go and like a guy at the end that I've been talking to about like professional stuff would be like, so what's your number? And I'd be like, no, like this is not why we're here. And I was just really finding these groups. On like Eventbrite or Facebook, or there's like, there's different, gotcha. um, there's like Nashville Meetup, which is, I think Meetup is like a, um, like a nationwide thing. And I'm still in that one because there's like a girls hiking group. And I mind you, I have never gone on a hike since I moved to Nashville. <laughs> yeah. um, however, one day I will, maybe, we'll see. That's um, why you're still in the group. Basically, yeah. I, I, I do my hike eventually. Um <laughs> Actually, I almost hiked a few weeks ago, and then I realized it was at a waterfall, and I'm nine months pregnant. So I yeah, I stopped hiking at like month five because I was tripping over myself. Yeah, I I can't see my feet anymore. So yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so I um I had seen like different similar women's groups in different cities, and there wasn't one in Nashville. And I actually reached out to like a couple of people that ran groups like this in different cities, and they just like weren't ready to expand in Nashville or didn't have the bandwidth and. I totally did because I was literally just doing like 10 hours of work a week for freelancing before I was going full time. And so I sat down in this coffee shop we have called Frothy Monkey and um, it's actually ironic full circle. It's like the building is one of my clients now. Um, oh my gosh, how cool is that? Yeah. And now every time I go back there, I'm like, this is where Nashville was born, like right here. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to create like a network of creatives and um, I set up, like, I did what I knew how to do, which is, like, set up a website and send pitch emails because I was in PR and um, message people on Instagram and start an Instagram for that. And um, I ended up, like, messaging a bunch of, like, bloggers and photographers and people I followed on Instagram that I thought were super cool in Nashville um, and was like, hey, like, do you mind if I feature you on this website? It's going to be, like, kind of a place for creatives. Like, we'll eventually do happy hours and you know, like I was just setting up like a structure for how to do events and they were all like, of course, like, yeah, we'd love to be featured because, you know, who doesn't want to just be on a random website? Right. Um, so I put together like a directory of like just random Nashville creatives and reached out to some um, 
like local restaurants and was just like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, we want to do a happy hour, but it could be, you know, like, I say like, it could be like eight to 10 people. So I don't want to like bombard you if you don't have like the capacity for that. Like, here's a time I'm thinking, just let me know. And actually a restaurant that was across the street from my house in Germantown was like, hey, like that date sounds great. Like, let, let me like hook you up with our event coordinator. And like, they'll just like set you up for free. Like we love the idea of having like women all together, like blah, blah. So we set that up and I kind of, I put it out on Gals and I think I sent out like an email to whoever was on my email list at the time, which is probably like four people, including <laughs> my mom. And, <laughs> and um, we, it was like Thursday from six to eight or something. And I like got all these balloons and like, like wrote on them and I don't know, just made it super cute. And um, the... <laughs> I did it through Eventbrite because I wanted to collect emails and it was obviously it's free but I just was trying to stay um business-minded with it too and it ended up the first event had like 20 to 25 girls come out and wow was, okay like I was a little bit overwhelmed but I was like okay this is good and so we just kept doing like little happy hours like that and it kept so we'd either have girls come like repeat people that were like we really enjoyed doing this or we'd have all new people which honestly like a mark of success for something like this is having new people because I feel like some people come and they're like I want to make my friends or make my connections and then I don't need to come back right like new people finding out about it was um kind of like my mark of success and eventually businesses started reaching out like whether it be like for happy hour because it's like a really great like social promotion for them too, especially with creatives. It's like people that just love to post on Instagram or have followers or, you know, like whatever it is, or like photographers that come and they're like, oh, I need stuff for my portfolio. So I'll take all these pictures at this restaurant. Um, so businesses started reaching out, including like, um, like little boutiques that wanted to do sip and shops or um, what else? Like fitness places that were opening that wanted to do like a free class for everybody and so it was just kind of a win-win um for like the small businesses to promote themselves and then for us to have a place for everyone to like get together and it just kind of blossoms from there and you were doing that on your own yeah oh my gosh it was exhausting I was so tired um how like, do you put all that together on your own I don't know it just like happened honestly <laughs> I like really don't know. It just was a really nice combination of all of like the skills I already had. And then ironically, I had emailed, um, like when I was like pitch emailing people like, Hey, I'm new to the city. Like, this is what I'm doing. Do you think that it's like something that would be a good idea? Like, do you have any advice? Like you've been here for a while. There's a place called, um, Nashville guru. And they're like this website that it's an Instagram and a website that like you can go on and, um, look at so say like let's see I'm trying to think of a pop so like I was in Germantown and if I wanted to visit Germantown they have all the happy hours listed they have all the restaurants and their hours and links to their socials and they have um, events like a calendar so if you ever wanted to like do anything in Nashville like you go to that event calendar and it had promos and anyway so they're just like this huge source and so I emailed them because I'd signed up for like a class that they were promoting or something. I don't know. And I'm sorry, I had the girl's email and she was like, yeah, let's set up a call. And like halfway through that call, she was like, so like, what, like, what are you actually doing in Nashville? Like, do you have a job? Like, are you getting paid? And I was like, mm, no, well, like, <laughs> I think so. No. And she was like, oh, well, we're looking for someone to 
like help us with our socials and go to events and like do this and do that and so she's like do you like have the bandwidth for that right now and I was like yeah and so um I started working for them like part-time and that also was like since I was going to like new restaurants and meeting like people in media and all of that stuff like it was really helpful for the network because I could like plug it there too and like get those contacts um and they were like really really incredible I stayed with them for about a year until I had like a full um like business client list um but that kind of helped too with Nash Gals just taking off because it helped me like get to know the city a little bit more so like literally all I was doing was like go going to restaurants going to coffee shops and working on these two separate projects um and I stayed like it was completely started in February I think I'm gonna have to honestly look at like a timeline but I stayed completely doing it by myself until like that summer and then I hired an intern named Jill who was here um from Auburn like just for a summer and she actually her and Abby know each other so it kind of came full circle um but she helped me with everything like I I basically had her doing like email marketing and outreach and random stuff and at that point we had like I don't know we ended up in that first year having like 50 or 60 events and I was so tired it was it was like such an experience but it ended up being like over 10,000 women all together came out over those events and so and like we did some virtual stuff too or some partnership events that also like contributed to that number but it was like absolutely insane so like Jill and I had planned with um, a friend of ours who owns a store called the Golden Slipper in town um, which was called the Perfect Little Market she had like a little warehouse spot and we planned this like boho bash and that was our first like big event somewhere and we got it all sponsored and had like a ticket price like a very low like eight dollar ten dollar ticket price and capped it at 75 and ended up having like 125 people come out because we don't know how to say no. <laughs> um, and that kind of like kickstarted everything. And, and basically from then on, like I would go places and people would be like, Oh, like I just moved here. And like, I heard I should like check out this group called the Nash gals. And I would be like, I, like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I never knew how to, cause I never wanted to be like, I fully intended to be like an all inclusive, like network. So I never wanted to be like the face of the Nash girl. So when people would mention it, sometimes I just like wouldn't say anything. Really? But, yeah. It was, I mean, like sometimes I would plug it if someone's like, I'm new and like, I don't know what to do here. I'd be like, oh, well I, you know, like I host these happy hours, like just come out and you'll meet people kind of thing. But sometimes, like, if people were talking about it in a group, I would just, like, stay silent and, like, listen. <laughs> that is insane that you go from moving there and knowing one person to having 10,000 people now in your corner in a new place. Yeah, it was a little absurd, and it still is. And, like, it's just – and some people, it's really hard to explain because some people see it just on Instagram, and they think it's, like, a fun, like, little blogger thing that, you know, someone started as, like, a Nashville inspo or whatever. But – um it's like some people know it's like event-based from when we first started. Um, like I said, it's hard right now because of COVID like to do something fully event-based, but um, which is also, so after like that first year, even like the second year, we did so much stuff and my intern went back to school and I had another intern, um, Haley, who's one of my best friends, who's amazing, but it just, 
it was like so much so I was trying to do more intentional events and eventually like took on filing as a nonprofit and have a board now and my VP Morgan is literally the most helpful person in the world because I was like I can't I learned how to delegate basically like that was my lesson I had to learn how to delegate um so now we're trying to focus more on developing like boards within our boards so like a wellness um like a group of women that fall under wellness so planning events that encompass like mental physical um just like every basically every type of wellness and like sexual health like stuff like that and then having one that's community so volunteering with other nonprofits and like giving back and just getting involved um in really any way and then the third one is professionalism because like one thing so Morgan's a lawyer and like she said when she was going into her job she had so much trouble figuring out how much her pay should be and how to demand a pay and you know that kind of stuff so um because like after it started it ended up being not just for creatives it was for like literally everyone under the sun and so we wanted to kind of open up that like professional discussion too so that's kind of like currently where it's at while we're on a standstill it's like a good time to develop and also a totally honestly we did I partnered with a group here that or like a publication website similar to Guru here um, in February to do like a business conference and we it was only like it was like 100 150 people um, one of like the bigger more like production wise things we put on and <laughs> I was in my first trimester it was February like fifth or something so I was like maybe I don't know a month or so pregnant and I was so did you sick. know you were pregnant yeah oh, I found out I was pregnant when I was three weeks pregnant um I'll yeah I'll, we can talk about that in a little bit oh my gosh story. it's such a story um but I just like I realized during that conference like I was they had a team like they're like a full-fledged like business with like an office and a team and all of this stuff and I was like doing all this by myself and it was I was so tired and I just like sat I literally would go in between because nobody knew I was pregnant either I would go in between um like the sessions of like when I had to talk or like walk around or take pictures and after setup during this conference which is a full-day conference and I would lay in the catering kitchen, like, on the ground with my, like, our chef who's been with the network forever, like, since day one. And she knew I was pregnant, but I literally would, like, lay there and be, like, feed me snacks. <laughs> and at that point, I was, like, this seems like a really good time to, like, take a break while I'm pregnant. But I, like, am actually thankful for COVID to, like, reassess what's actually important in a network full of, like, thousands of women and and see, like, especially because people moving now are like, I can't, like, I literally don't know how to meet people and I can't. And also like the mental health situation is um, super important right now too. So just like reassessing everything in business. I'm also having to reassess like what that network is going to come out and look like after all of this, but. Well, it's also such a good thing that's happening now too, while you're pregnant, because could you imagine having to reassess everything with a newborn? No, I would die. Also, <laughs> like how glad I am to be pregnant right now because, like, I know there's a lot of people that are like really upset to be pregnant during a pandemic, and like there are downfalls of it. But I'm really glad to be pregnant right now because I would have such bad FOMO if like everyone was still doing stuff, especially during the summer. Like the first thing I did was look at my calendar because I'm such a good Google, a Google Calendar person. Yep. And um, 
I would have been missing Bonnaroo, which is like the only, I'm not even like a festival person. Like I don't like, like I barely drink there. Like I don't, I'm like the tripster. Like I don't do drugs. Like I'm just yeah. like chilling and that's, I like the music and I like, like that they've like yoga and I can camp and whatever. But um, that's the only time of the year I put on my vacation email. Like I went to Egypt and didn't put on my vacation email. Like I don't, I don't, cause I'm digital. I don't have to. Yeah. And um, I just can't. I'm, and what I do but that <laughs> they they rescheduled Bonner during COVID to my due date and I was like no they did not I'm getting and then they canceled it so or like postponed it till next year okay. so, I so I cannot imagine like how bad my FOMO would be if all my friends were going to Bonner while I was like having a baby or something like that so Honestly, it's been a really great time to be pregnant for me because I've had a lot of time to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have done, like stuff at the house and, I don't know, reassessing the entire network and all the things. Like well, that. also, because my pregnancy was unexpected, yours was too? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's in our benefit. I feel like it'd be different if you planned it and then on it, like all of a sudden there was a pandemic. Like we both were, it was unexpected. So it's like, we have a lot of time, like free time and just like alone time to process what the fuck is happening, you know? They have babies, like what? Yep. Yep. Wait, so how did you find out you were pregnant or when? So I found out in February, February 3rd, the day after the Super Bowl. And I found out because... The day after the Super Bowl. I love that that's like the marker. Like, oh yeah. Well, cause I remember because I had a few drinks and on this, on Super Bowl and then the next day I felt fine. It wasn't hungover. I had like two drinks. Um, yeah. and I went and got an oat milk latte that morning before class. And I usually have a um, latte every single morning. And that morning when I drank it, I felt like absolute shit. I was so nauseous and I don't get nauseous. Like I never puke. I have not puked once this pregnancy. And I like literally was like, I'm going to vomit. So I ran to the bathroom and like sat on the toilet. I didn't puke, but I came back and texted my boyfriend. And I was like, that oat milk latte did not sit well with me. And then every single time I started to get hungry, I would feel nauseous again. And so I couldn't eat. So Lucas was like, you should take a pregnancy test. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. Like there's zero chance I'm pregnant. And I took one that night and I was pregnant. Yes. Yeah. I, it's so funny because I've had scares before and I swear to you, I probably thought I was more pregnant when I had a scare than I was this time. Oh, like, for sure. Did not think I was pregnant. It's also like so weird to um, take a pregnancy test. And like, I feel like we're all like trained to like take a pregnancy test and panic when it's positive. But then like now we're kind of at an age where we can actually like have a baby and we're like, perfectly like it's perfectly fine to be pregnant so when I took mine I was like oh my god and then I was like wait a second like no (laughs) like I'm fine well I was still finishing college I was in probably month two yeah month two of my last semester of college so yeah and I was kind of like thank god this is happening right now and not like first semester or a year ago like yeah in the middle of everything Right. But it is, it is weird and interesting to be in a position, like you said, where usually like you would take a pregnancy test and panic, which I still did, but like, Oh, I panicked for sure. Yeah. But like, yeah, we're kind of in this like weird middle ground where like, it's okay to have a baby cause we can figure it out, but it's still like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to have an actual child. Like, what does I that know. 
I know. <laughs> Lucas and I literally look at each other every single day and we're like, wait, <laughs> we're so close. <laughs> or like when I shower, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. Baby. Or like, I just like think about it really frequently. Like last night when we were, <laughs> we were literally sitting in bed playing words with friends at 3 a.m. And I was like, will I do this when I have a baby? I don't know. Like it's, it's so different. it's so hard to wrap your head head around all of the change that it's about that's about to happen yeah like I just I don't think I have and like I'm like fully like ready for it I feel like but I also am like there's just a lot I'm a very independent person and like having there's literally gonna be like someone with me at all times which is like crazy to think about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not for me but like still it's it's like kind of wild it, it really is. Can, I want to talk about one more thing with Nash Gals. Who exactly is the Nash Gals for? So can men join or is it just creatives? Who exactly goes to these events? So by title, which funny story, I'm terrible at naming things like so bad. Like my company is named after a kiss song. Um, <laughs> like my dad likes and it's a whole thing. But and then my my baby company is literally like the shortened version of that. Um I looked at a girl in the coffee shop and I was like, is this a stupid name? Like I approached a random person in the coffee shop to ask them if I should name it the Nash Gals Network. Cause so I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> um, but the Instagram handle and domain were available. So here we are. Um, <laughs> and she was like, no, no, it's great. And anyways, um, no. So it like by, by trade is like for women, as in, um, there are certain events that are tailored to women, like we've had a health on your period event and stuff like that, that, um, you know, it, it is created to be like a safe space for women. But at the same time, um, I do encourage, like there are certain events, like happy hours, like we've had, we've had boyfriends come and they'll go and sit like at the other end of the bar and like bond and it's really cute. But I always say like, men are welcome whenever they want to come because I think that there's no point in having a a network that's focused around women's growth if like the opposite sex is not also trying to grow especially with our conversation like we'll have panels and talks about business and talks about anxiety and talk you know just about everything going on that people because it kind of tailor it to like what people say that they need and keep like a good pulse on that and like there's really like there's really no point if if men are like not going to be on the same page as us with everything so um while it is like mostly women there is a space for men and that's another thing like with the like wellness side I want to be able to have like more actually just like men's events because I think men have like an even harder time meeting people and like making friends and connections than women do but um it's still something that I'm trying to develop I actually had my (laughs) and my ex-fiance on like my board with me and that was kind of like what I was going to task him with but um haha so (laughs) but then (laughs) we're gonna figure that out that's another one on my list of things to figure out and then is it just for creatives or can people go to just solely meet friends and just learn about the community it's so we'll have some events that are like solely not solely for creative so it eventually could just kind of like it started as creatives because that's what I like I needed it was kind of like a selfish start but um it eventually just transformed into like everyone and everything and basically every like avenue of 
See, pregnancy brain. That's <laughs> my thing. I can't think of words. I used the word girth on a professional call recently. Talking about, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it started as like just creatives, but it ended up just being like for everyone. I think I targeted like the creative network because it was really easy to target on social media. Um, but yeah, now we have like literally everyone come and that's perfectly fine. I'll have some events. Like I do, for example, like I'll do like a digital marketing class. Um, and usually like that is more people that work in digital marketing or work as like a creative for a business, um, that want to like come and learn about stuff like that. But then everything else is like pretty open and like not specific. Like we'll, we'll have stuff for like moms and that's obviously like specific to moms, but, um, yeah, it turned into being all-inclusive. I didn't want to exclude anybody because I felt like excluded from like the, when I would go to a professional event and they'd be like, I work a nine to five. And I'd be like, he, 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 I don't know what that is. So yeah, it's just kind of everyone. Right. And so do people mostly go to network and gain clients or like promote their brand or their business or grow their following? And do businesses get involved as well? Like, is there a space for businesses, like you said, maybe venues to you know, get involved and grow that way as well? Yeah. So like happy hours are really more just like people coming to make friends and like bond or even like clients. It just kind of depends. Um, I've had some like issue with um, people that do like MLMs and stuff like that. Try to be like, can I set up a table? And I'm like, no, cause that's not what we're doing here. But um, <laughs> there so like for example we did a one of my favorite events ever was this boho dinner that we did where we had 40 people and it was like a ticketed event and the chef was there and she cooked everything and we had these long tables um set up on the ground and like pillows it was wonderful but um with that that was not technically at a venue it was in someone's backyard but we had all the decor that was set up was by a new event company that was trying to promote like their, their stuff that they do instead of different little avenues there. And then the girl's house who it was at was a florist. And so she did the floral stuff. Um, we had these incredible disco ball like planters and it's a girl named Emily who does like, she makes like half disco ball planters. And then we also had a disco ball punch bowl and like, that's her business. So we have her there. And then like, yeah, those are my favorite thing ever. Um, we had a, a woman named Rhonda who makes um, like cocktail mixers and she does stuff. It's like catering, but for cocktails. So she made like the stuff that went into the punch bowl. And then we partnered with like a um, owl's brew, which makes like a tea, like a tea based um, mixer. And so she made her cocktails with that. And so that was like a three in one, like collab going on, which is cool. Um, and then I had like two vendors, like one who was making, she makes like necklaces and earrings and she was making them like, on the spot at the dinner and then she like came in so all these vendors like were there but then they also came and sat down for the dinner and were able to like talk about their business um and like with that one we do for bigger events we did like a swag bag and so people that couldn't be like net like primarily involved were able to like give something in the swag bag and then market their business that way um so it just kind of like depends but there is like we've done like small business stuff where we'll do like a come to this um boutique from five to seven you get a certain person off and all of that and so it is like very network based but I also try to make it like fun where it doesn't feel like you're just going to network because some people like just want to have fun and some people are like okay I'm here to 
get a job or I'm here to meet somebody or I'm here to do this or that. So. Well, I feel like too, in within a creative space, because I mean, I feel like people who are going to these events are they're they might not be creatives, but most people are creatives. And I feel like when you're a creative and you're working say from home, you're not really working a nine to five. It's like, you want to build your community and go to things that have fun, but you also want to build the community of people that are like-minded and people who like have a similar schedule than you so that you can find like really your, your tribe. And I think that's so cool that you started this because just moving from Boulder and Colorado to Denver, which is 30 minutes from, from each other, you know, there's not many people here that were my friends. So it's like, it can be so isolating to move to a new city and love the city, but also not have anybody to really like explore it with. So it, I think it's so dope that you started that because it, one of the most intimidating things about moving to a new city isn't having no friends. It's making new friends and how to go about it. So it's cool that you kind of just like really streamline that for people. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a hard time because I was living in Orlando before, and that was not. I'm from Tampa. Where um, in Orlando were you living? I was in Winter Park. So okay, I, I used to. I grew up in Orlando. You did? Yeah, I, I grew up in Lake Mary. Okay, I was living in like Hannibal Square, right off of Park Ave. Um, my my college boyfriend was from Orlando, and so I moved there with him. And I honestly, I hated Orlando. Yep, I don't like it either. Yeah, but there's like one place I like. Abby went there the other day and I FaceTimed her while I was there. I was like, I'm not FaceTiming you. I'm FaceTiming my coffee shop. Like, can you flip the What is it? Foxtail. Foxtail, yeah. <laughs> where I lived. But um, in Orlando, I was on Bumble BFF and I met like some girls that way. And one girl actually set up um, like a brunch. Like she matched with a bunch of girls like and who she thought was cool and like deemed cool enough to go to like a brunch and was like okay here's like 15 people in a group chat like let's all go to brunch and that was cool but I also just like didn't really like I mean there's a few that I like but I didn't really like where'd you guys go briar patch oh god I have no idea where did we go briar patch is like the go-to on park ave (laughs) definitely was not like a park ave brunch it was super random and I feel like I've honestly I remember a picnic table like I feel like I've like blocked it out (laughs) <laughs> I could probably like find it on Instagram or something or smooth Snapchat who knows um but like we ended up like downtown it was so bad um, Jeez. We, probably, we probably started downtown to be totally honest with you. who knows anyways it was like not my vibe but um when I moved up here I was on bubble bff2 and I met some really good friends that way but it's just really hard because it feels like intimidating and it feels like dating whereas like if you I think like I hate this phrase, but like the secret sauce to like what Nash Girls was is like it's like, hey, we um are doing this happy hour where you can meet people, but also like you can bring a friend with you. And also we try to do it like the one I met Abby at was um Van Dyke, which had just opened like a few weeks before and it was just a really cool new spot that not a lot of people had been to yet. So I was like, here's another chance for you to like find a new place in Nashville that you like. So it's kind of there's like a lot of different options for people. Someone could say like, oh, I'm just here because I want to like try the new place. And like, that's like their excuse to go. Like you can justify it in your head a lot easier if there's like lots of reasons why you want to do things, I feel like. Well, I feel like when it's event-based and like you said, you're exploring your community and the place that you live, like it gives people more of an incentive to go. Whereas like if you were just meeting up at, you know, a, a little 
you know, a park with a bunch of people. It's like, that feels a little bit more forced than like a cool event that you can attend and you can post on Instagram and you know that you're going to have a good time. Like it's something that people would go to regardless of wanting to meet people. Yeah, exactly. Like it just, I feel like it makes it easier for people and it just gives them like less anxiety about something that could be, because like I said, like, but even Bumble BFF or like if you mess someone on Instagram or whatever it is, like, it just feels like this stressful, like blind dating experience. And I just, that's like not really, like I'm definitely like an outgoing person. That's like not really my thing. Like, I don't want to entertain something if I don't know that it's going to like go well. I don't know. No, totally. I I totally agree. Reason, but (laughs) whatever. So how can people get involved with the Nash Gals? Are they only in Nashville or are you guys anywhere else? Um, they're okay. So you're going to have to go to Australia. Um, (laughs) Which is like not far-fetched for people right now, I feel like. But right. uh, so I have city reps in a couple other cities. And like, it's honestly another thing that I want to redevelop because people, it is like a, a big commitment to do it the right way and like develop it into something like we have here. Um, I had I actually had a girl in Colorado Springs who she's one of my best friends in college and she was my absolute like, go to like wild one like go out every day of the week and she just had a baby um like two months ago oh my gosh that we're like the ones that are having babies but um she she was in Colorado Springs and she moved to I think Asheville somewhere in the Carolinas I'm terrible with places but she like when she moved obviously like it it was like for a reason and she didn't continue the Colorado Springs Network, which again, like finding it in different cities right now is pretty tricky. But, um, but like then Australia, I had a friend who I grew up with who reached out when she moved there and she was like, this would do so well in Australia. Like, can I build it out? And she did. And it's like incredible. And they, they very much like are their own entity. Like she, she goes by like my, the values I created for it, which are just like being all inclusive and empowering women. But and not being like political, just very neutral kind of thing. Um, but she is doing this like incredible job and like a lot of their focus is on sustainability with clothing and um, obviously small businesses, but they have a lot of like women empowerment, um, like groups, not like Nash Girls, but like committees with like older women there. So yeah. she's like finding ways to partner with them. Um, so that's in Canberra, Australia, they're called the CBR Gals. Um, which is super cool and it's really funny because she'll I I stay up to like 3 a.m and she'll be like having her like lunch the next day while I'm like awake at 3 a.m being like hi like I just need advice on this and this and this and I'm it's like so funny the time zone situation but um I really like I'm open to having the network expand to different cities it's just like I it is totally like an unpaid position like it's like not you know it's it's just out of like your own desire and want to do it yeah so um so if I mean if people are open to that they're welcome to reach out to me we, there's a city rep um like app on the Nash Gals page I think you can select it when you do like the um subscribe situation or like email the Nash Gals at gmail.com which is on my Instagram but um if I mean if someone wants to start it again it's really different with COVID right now but if someone wants to start it in their city and wants to do their thing they're more than welcome to I want to get into pregnancy now because I'm just dying to know all the things because we literally what your due date's what the 25th 
Mine's the 25th. I am trying, I think I'm getting induced at 39 weeks. So I'm Are gonna, you? I'm going to beat you. <laughs> well, I think I might beat you because I might be getting a damn C-section. So. <laughs> When's your due date? The 23rd? The 23rd. And they're going to, if I do get a, a C-section, they're going to have me schedule for the 39th week. So I'm thinking the 17th. You're picking the 17th. Okay. I was going to pick the 20th if I'm able to, because I would like to, which I don't know, like, I don't know how this works. Like, can I pick like the 20th at 5 PM? Like, I don't know, but because I want to have the 21st night of September because I'm such like, a little I bit- was thinking that I was literally like, that was probably the last day that I can do is the 21st of September. But I was like, that would be just, that would be cool. If I get to pick it, that'd be cool because of the song. Exactly. And actually my mom's birthday is the 23rd. And I think she's like, she's excited that the baby is like close to her birthday, but she's never been like, have it on my birthday. Cause I think she like wants her own birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe the 20th will be safe as like a, a date. We'll see. Why did you pick to get induced? Um, oh, I haven't like, I haven't scheduled it yet. I don't know, but honestly, like all, they haven't measured since 20 weeks but the the baby was in like the 97th percentile then and I like usually I'm 5'2 I weigh like 102 pounds and I have a very short torso and it is like out of control in my body like it's like so it's not I don't look big and it's not big but like my doctor literally so okay I looked at my OB and I said at 35 weeks and I said get the baby out of my body <laughs> And she, she was like, well, you know, it's a little early, but like, we'll see. And then she went to like, do, um, like do the heartbeat and everything where she's looking at the baby and it was going crazy. And it does this thing where it sticks, like it's near it's foot or whatever we have up here out of the side of like my rib cage. So one side of my rib cage is like bigger than the other one. And you can see it cause it expanded. And so she saw like the baby, like do that. And she was like, okay, we can talk about 39 weeks. And yeah. Like, now you get it. Like, it's terrible. But yeah, so we'll see. But then I also like, I really, I really feel like it's going to come earlier. Than that. I don't know. You think? I don't know. I just have a feeling. But... That's how I was feeling before I even had any thoughts of a C-section. I was like, I don't know if this is me being a hypochondriac and being paranoid, but I oh, think he's going to come early. I'm literally such a hypochondriac. Everything that happens, I'm like, I'm going to labor. (laughs) Well, the thing that's so funny about being pregnant during the summer is like, I never used to get vagina sweat, but like it is on another level. And I'm like, okay, am I sweating or did my water break? Like, I don't know. I did that the other night. I was like laying in bed and I have a heating pad now because of my rib situation and my lower back and I'll just put it on low and like, okay, mind you, I've had a heating pad my entire life, but I bought, like, a nice, like, fluffy one, because I was, like, this is my time, like, I need it, and, <laughs> um, and I know you can, like, bring them to the hospital and stuff, too, but I had this heating pad, and I was laying on it, but I was laying sideways, and I was, <laughs> I was playing words with friends, with one of my guy friends, and I literally, I don't know if I was sweating, or, like, because I was in, like, a nightgown, and I went around, and I was, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I literally texted, I was, like, I think my water just broke, and he was, like, no like you would know and I was like no 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 like and I did this like online quiz and it was like 52% chance your water broke and he was, like I'm gonna text my nurse friend and I was like no I think it's fine like I really think I'm being dramatic like I would know if my water broke and he was like he's like are you sure I was like yeah so I get up I had already taken a bath I get up to take another bath because I have anxiety and I like 
I'm in this like light purple Victoria's Secret nightgown, which used to be so big on me and now it's so small. And I literally am like lactating and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, I'm fine. My water's not broken. I'm just freaking out for no reason. But it was just like a whole, this is all at 3 a.m. basically at this point. And I was just, it's just all like earlier today I was hungry and I was like, I kind of have a cramp. Like, am I going into late? <laughs> have you had Braxton Hicks? Um, I had, okay, honestly, I don't know. And that's another problem. I have such a high pain tolerance for cramps that like, I don't, I can't tell if it's just like the baby and like, maybe like a gas cramp or like me being full kind of thing versus like actual Braxton Hicks. Have you had them? Like, I had a few around 30 weeks and I haven't had any since, but I think it was elevated. Well, thir- between like 30 and 33 weeks, I think I-, I had them because I was moving then. And so I was dehydrated and I was on my feet and I, they just felt like really bad period cramps and then That's- they went away. See, I just don't know if I would notice because like everything hurts and everything feels like that all the time at this point that I'm like, I just don't know. Like there's well, a time where they I woke say up too. And- they say too. Like if you don't know, you probably had Braxton Hicks because obviously, if like you didn't know, you'd, you'd probably be in labor. Exactly. And like like I said, like I had such a high tolerance, um, because I thought so. I was misdiagnosed with PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome for. I was misdiagnosed when I was 14 and I didn't know until like last year when I moved up here. And so I just thought I always had like terrible, like PCOS cramps. Like I literally would have stabbing pains and get a migraine. I would, and like throw up, like I would be out from my period for like two days every month. And like, everyone knew this, like my clients would know this, like this is like a known thing. So like, I just feel like I'm so used to just feeling like shit that I just don't even notice. Although I do get really moody still around when I'm supposed to be on my period. Oh, really? Yeah. My body is like, haha, you're so regular that we must fuck you up. Yeah, what? So you had really bad period cramps because it wasn't PCOS? It wasn't PCOS. I think it just like it was what it was. I had a genetic, like I don't, I honestly don't know like why it, they just always were really really pretty bad like to the point where I have one I have I'm looking at around right now because I literally have two animals on the bed and I can't find the third one Um, (laughs) I have a really small sweet super shy cat because she was abused before I got her and um she like they didn't feed her so she weighs six pounds compared to my 20 pound cat like she's my little tiny thing but when I have a migraine she sleeps by my head and when I have like like she just like is very intuitive about this stuff wow still to the point where like she's scared of me like I couldn't pick her up off the ground but she will she I'm like the only person she'll get near for the most part and so um with my period cramps like when it was super bad I would lay on my side and she'd drape herself like over the side of me so the other day when I thought I was potentially having Braxton Hicks she draped herself across the top of my stomach and I was like okay maybe also she (laughs) she would not let my boy cat near me who's my like angel baby child like would not let him like downstairs for two days and I would have sworn I was going into labor just because like I thought she knew something was gonna happen like I was like oh my gosh yeah like she's I don't know if you've seen like I put up a story this morning she literally sleeps like next to my stomach with her paws on my stomach it's pets are so intuitive I think both dogs and cats I think cats a little bit more but I think there's my dog no clue 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> no idea. I put her, I put my stomach in her face last night. I was like, baby. And she just looked at me like I was a bad shit crazy. Yeah. She's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're doing. How did you find out that you were pregnant? <laughs> so <laughs> this is, a, this is a good one. Um, I was, okay. It was like a 10 PM on a random weekday. And I was living at my townhome with my ex and we, so I picked up a couch from one of my girlfriends that day. And I have these famous denim couches that everyone and their mother asked me to buy that I've had since 1996. Like I grew up on the couches. We cannot get rid of them. They're terrible. They're <laughs> great. And um, anyway, so one of my girlfriends gave me another couch. She just was getting a new one and she wanted to give it to somebody she knew. And so we picked it up that day I literally rearranged the living room six times like by myself was like pushing stuff around while my ex was like laying on the couch hanging out and because I'm just crazy and I have to have it done and um one of my best friends Haley who's my old intern moved to Arizona she she facetimed me and was like can I have the denim couch I was like I'm not getting rid of it like I was just adding another couch and she and I talk about like we'll talk on the phone like once a week maybe like every other week or something for like an hour so we did our catch up and then I went throughout my day, went upstairs at 10 PM. My ex was downstairs in the office and I was like, okay, I have to put stuff in the dryer. I have to pee. And then I'm going to take a bath. That was like in my head, like what I was doing. So as I'm literally, my head is like in the dryer, Haley calls me again. And I'm like, okay, it's 10 PM must be an emergency. Like we already talked like for, our, you know, week checkup, whatever. And so I pick up and she's like, Hey, I forgot to tell you earlier. I keep having these dreams that you're pregnant. And I was like, I was like, I think you're confusing me with Indy blue. Who's like this blogger who just like yeah. had a pregnancy and like, she's obsessed with her. So I was like, you know, you must be just dream confusing me with Indy. And she's like, no, no. Like we had a baby shower and you were wearing this outfit. And she described this outfit that I had just bought that like I had not put on the internet. And I was like, which ironically I didn't wear my baby shower cause it was hot as hell out. And this was like a turtleneck, but, uh-huh. um, I was like, okay, like I have, you know, I have a test like under the sink. I'll just take it like for shits and giggles. And I was like about to pee anyways, like the bath was running. Like I was like ready. So I, I peed and I like put it down on like my little, I had like this really nice, like huge bath. So it had like this edge and I like put it down there, got in the bath. I didn't really think about it. And then I like looked at it and I was like, oh, okay. And I te- I texted it to her before I told Dylan because I was literally like, so like what? And she was like, she's like, what do we do now? And like I texted him from because he was like all the way. I was in this three story house. I couldn't have like called him. And I was in the bath. I texted him and I was like, hey. So Haley called me. I just sound badgeted crazy when I say this. <laughs> Haley called me and had a dream that I was pregnant. So I took a test and it was positive. And he like sprints upstairs because he's. He literally, like, we would joke. I would be, like, he wanted a baby, like, right that second, and I wanted one, like, four or five years because I was just busy, and um, and I would always be, like, well, if you want a baby, like, you can have one yourself, and he, like, sprinted on the stairs, like, I'm gonna be a dad, and I was, like, take me to Walmart right now. It was, like, midnight at this point. Went to Walmart, took eight more tests, obviously all positive. Um, Did you get the, preg- the ones that say pregnant and not pregnant? Mm-hmm. I still yeah. have them they're in my office. Um, I had so many different kinds of tests. So set up an appointment for like the next week or something and um, went in and obviously got confirmed that I was pregnant and also got my car broken into the day before or like the, I'm sorry, like the hour before I was supposed to go in for that thing. And I was 
freaking the fuck out. Like, my blood pressure was so high, and they were like, we need to take it again at the end, because you're, like, not okay. <laughs> but um, They were able to see you that early, because I had to wait until, like, I was around eight or ten weeks to really go in. No, they, they saw me at, like, three and a half, four weeks, and then, so my, I was, <laughs> this is so ironic, but I was tracking, like, my periods and like when we were having sex and ovulation all this stuff because I had gone off birth control and like we were using protection so I'm I don't know but um I knew like the exact day that I got pregnant and so my like date shifts every Friday so like this Friday I'm 37 weeks and um (laughs) so they like knew to the date like when it was and they took me in, I could look back at my calendar, but like it was probably at four weeks. And then I had my first ultrasound at six weeks and saw the heartbeat then. And so I was like in there, my OB actually said to me the other day, she's like, I feel like I've known you for so long because you have been here forever. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's like, I found out I was pregnant. It's way too, like, I shouldn't have been able to, like my period was still two weeks out. Like it made no sense, but. Cause I found out at seven weeks. I found out at seven weeks and I went, I had to wait till like 10, I think. Damn. I yeah. would have been, well, I guess, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, um, it actually was like a blessing in disguise because they took my blood at that first, like three and a half week appointment or whatever. And my, um, thyroid level was like my TSH level. It's supposed to be, which like is a hormone, like it vastly like affects a child. Um, it was supposed to be between two and four is like the healthy range. And they want you like closer to two. Mine was at like 120. And they were like, oh, we don't know how you're not in the hospital or like don't have any symptoms. Like I had no idea, like hypothyroid runs in my family. But at that point I had like Hashimoto's and it was a whole thing. And like, I like essentially would have like gone to the hospital had I not found out about this stuff. And so I immediately like saw a specialist and like, I take my every day and I need to take it today actually. And <laughs> just like immediately nipped in the bud for the baby but also like for myself so had I not like found all of that out at that time like I don't know if I would be like okay <laughs> at this point like not just with the baby like actually like my health so I'm um, surprised you were able to get pregnant I know that's the whole other thing this is a miracle child I have no idea oh and then I was hit by a tornado like two weeks later so I remember that tornado yeah so essentially like it's just a miracle baby at this point are you waiting to find out the gender? Yeah, I have no idea. What made you decide to do that? My mom did it with me and I just kind of like, I'm a super like neutral person anyways. And I also have like control problems with my schedule and like knowing things, which is hilarious now, like this year. But um, I was like, it'll be like a test of my my patience. And honestly, like I... I think it's a boy. I thought it was a girl for a while. I think it's a boy, but just because, but also like a lot of the stuff I've bought is super, super neutral. My mom's always like, you're leaning towards boy's side. And I'm like, well, I don't buy myself. I don't own anything pink. Like I don't, I wouldn't buy myself something with frills. Like I wouldn't buy that for a baby either. So um, it's not like super difficult. Everyone else is really annoyed with me, but I don't really care. I could not imagine just like I knew from the very second that I got pregnant that this was a boy. And then they obviously did the the blood test to find out at like 13 weeks. So I found out at like 13 weeks 
And before she even called me, I was like, it's a boy. I know it's a boy. But like, I cannot imagine not knowing just because it's such, pregnancy is so long and it goes by so slow until obviously like now we're like, how the fuck are we nine months? But it feels like in the moment it goes by so slow. And I just couldn't imagine not knowing it. No, it's, it's, it honestly hasn't been that bad. Like, I don't know. I, I just like have accepted it, I guess. Um, I don't know how everyone else around me is doing, but uh, well, actually one of my girlfriends literally texted me yesterday. She's like, can we find out the sex now? I'm like, we've waited this long. Like we're not. Yeah. What? (laughs) Where did the name uh, Roman come from? So my ex and I had, I wonder if I can find it on my phone. We had a list of names. We just like, it was literally so random. When we first started dating, we were just, I was about to fall asleep and we were just talking about baby names. Like it was like the weirdest thing. And (laughs) so we had, here we go. It's on my notes from July 2nd, 2019. Um, We had boy and girl names picked out. So we had Jax. We like, he wanted four babies, which I did not, but. yeah um especially after this one i'm like huh? no um uh, <laughs> so we had the name jacks picked out for a boy we wanted to pick two boy names and two girl names and he is mexican italian so i wanted like a mexican name and he was stuck on the name julian and i like hated it and i still hate it so anyways that was the second boy name jacks julian and then mason for a girl and roman for a girl and we had like the middle names and everything picked out and that uh, is so funny i have mason on my list for girls too i really? love it yes well, we had Mason May as one, but I, I kind of like, and then we had like some alternative names like Reese, but with a Y and Grace and Sutton, which is like a family name for me. But um, when I got pregnant, we like we knew we were waiting on the like that was like known before I even got pregnant. Like if we ever had kids, like we would wait on the gender kind of thing. But I was freaking out because I obviously Googled when I found out about the thyroid thing, and I was like. I was like, I'm gonna lose the baby. Like when we went in for at six weeks for the heartbeat, I was like, I, I just like knew. I was like, I'm not gonna. There's not gonna be a heartbeat, and there was mm. obviously, obviously. But um, I had this like random ass devotional book, and I'd always loved the name Roman, but I didn't go like day by day like a normal person. I just like flipped open to random pages. So like the night before that appointment, I went um. I like opened to like a random page and it was like a verse from Romans and that was like already on a name list and I kind of like looked at it and I was like hey like any either way like sex wise can we just I feel like the name Roman is like what we need to name the baby and he like agreed with me so that was pretty much how that happened and for it's Roman either way but for middle names um Arthur was my dad's name he passed when I was two-ish like one and a half and so It'd be Roman Arthur or for a girl of Roman Magdalene, which is my grandma's name on my mom's side. So, I love that. I love that. That's how I did that. It's your, your name's a secret, right? Secret. We're going to, obviously when the baby's born, we'll post it. But yeah, we've, we've had the name since like around probably 15 weeks. And um, it was so funny. We could not decide on a boy name forever. Yeah. And we had all these girl names and he, I was just, boy names are hard. Like they're really, it was hard. They are. And the thing about it too, is like, I had all of these names that were cool. Like I loved crew. I loved, um, Levi. I liked really, I don't know, simple, but like short, but different names. 
And my boyfriend was just like, no, 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 I don't like it. And then finally we solved the name that we're naming our baby and on a baby name list. And he was oh. like, yeah. And he was like, what, what do you think about this? And I was like, well, do you like it? And he was like, yeah. I was like, all right, sold. That's it. <laughs> it's so hard. I was so lucky, honestly, that we already had a list because like that like existed pre-pregnancy because I don't think we would have like agreed on one like that quickly. And also it was just like, I think odd circumstances, but um, cause I was like spazzing, but it's like it's so hard I can't imagine having to pick that like that was my girl name so the fact that I was like going neutral for it was interesting but it's funny um a girlfriend of mine here Hunter just had her baby and she kept the name a secret but she I mean she told like a couple people because it was in her nursery and stuff but um we ordered the same like R, her baby's name was Remy. She has had the baby, obviously, so I'm allowed to say this, but we're the same R for the nursery. And I got so scared that we had the same baby name because, like, she wasn't saying hers. And, like, I don't think I had, like, said mine yet. And so, like, she ended up telling me hers early because I was, like, freaking out that we were going to just, like, land on the same thing. And then I, I would, like, look like I copied her because she was, like, three minutes before me. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> but yeah that's and then like literally someone announced their like girl name Rowan the other day and I was just like okay well I think it's such a cool name though and I think I think it's so cool that you're going yeah either way because it's kind of an alternative alternative name for both genders Roman yeah exactly and it's been nice to like know the name when they don't know the gender because otherwise I call the baby it and people yeah I'm an asshole and I'm like yeah I just don't know what it is right <laughs> Actually, I follow your girlfriend Hunter because um, I think Abby told me to follow her when she got pregnant. And yeah. since she got a C-section, it makes it's making me feel so much better about the potential well, of getting a C-section. You like she bounced back. I mean, granted, like she has Cam, who's like been amazing too, but she bounced back really, really quickly. And has been talking about like healing from her C-section and all of this stuff. Um, so it makes me feel less scared. I had two friends who had 40-hour labors and emergency C-sections, like, within, like, two months of each other. But then I had another friend who literally had, like, she, she like, missed her due date by, I don't know, a, a couple days, like, five to seven days, and she was, like, a day away from getting induced, and I texted her that morning, and I was, like, any news? And she's, like, don't even ask me. And then the next, like, six hours, she was, like, hey, my water broke. I'm going to get tacos and like a blowout and then I'm going to the hospital. And she was like the most chill about it and had the baby like so easily and like everything was fine. So I'm just like, which, which, where am I going to land on the spectrum? What was your mom's labors like? She says she got, she got an epidural and she, are you, you're, are you planning on doing natural if you can do like not C-section? So if baby flips and I can do vaginally, I don't want to get the epidural right away. I definitely want to feel how it goes like I was gonna ask you your birth plan because I birth plan for me it's like I don't really want to have a birth plan I'm not opposed to an epidural I'm not opposed to anything but I want to go into it and just kind of go with the flow and see what I need in the moment I'd love to do it natural but also I know that the epidural is so beneficial for so many reasons for so many women so I don't know I don't really have like a set birth plan the only birth plan that I had was not to get a c-section and that might be my situation so (laughs) Maybe, yeah, you might have to shift a little bit, which is honestly, like, when I found out at 20 weeks that the baby was big, I just got, they didn't say anything about it, but I got really nervous and was like, I might have to schedule a C-section, and then I started to do my research and, like, cared 
a lot less. Like, my mom is really the only person that freaks me out about a C-section section because she's like, the recovery is so much worse. And I'm like, but, like, does it really have to be? Because for me, like, I'd almost much rather have, like, a scar, like, like as if I just got surgery than, like, have my vagina ripped open. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I just, like, really cherish being able to, like, poop normally, and I would not, I just don't know which is worse for me, honestly. Well, there's problems like that with either. You can yeah. have slow bowel movements with either. You can have, like, vaginal issues and pelvic issues, even with a C-section. Yeah, so, like, I it's, just, I don't really care at this point. I know. That's kind of where I'm getting to. Like, I... I obviously value health and wellness so much. So that's why I was so set on a vaginal birth is because, you know, the microbiome that the baby gets when they go through the birth canal and all of that. And, you know, just for better breastfeeding, because I plan on breastfeeding, but now I'm just like, I just want a healthy baby. And now that it's getting closer to the date, I'm kind of getting excited about like, oh, I just go in and I don't have to do any work. And they just take the baby out of me. And like, I know how long a C-section takes. And it's literally like 30 minutes and the baby's out in like 30 seconds, like yep. 30 seconds, two minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Okay. But then like, I understand the breastfeeding thing, but also are you only allowed to have one person in the room? Yeah, so I can only have, well, either way, vaginally or C-section, I can only have Lucas in the room. Okay. Yeah, that's how we are too here, and it's my mom, but they are sick. Like, I've read a couple of different, I guess it was, like, probably in London or the UK because they were doing pandemic stuff before us, but um, since there, even with C-section, since there have been less interruptions in the room and, like, more time just to bond um babies are like nurse feeding or nurse feeding hello (laughs) nursing a lot better and like keeping their weight on and like it's just been a lot healthier of an experience so even if you do have a c-section like hopefully that will be the case um well for either of us if we have c-sections yeah Mm -hmm. right who knows i my birth plan is honestly okay i will tell you something about myself when i get I've only had two cavities in my life when I get cavities filled I get laughing gas like I am like the because I get such bad anxiety yeah nothing could be wrong and I will just get in my head and then I'll make myself sick like I'll throw up or whatever so I've always planned to have an epidural just because I think I would genuinely freak out but I also think I'm going to freak out if I can't feel my legs so I don't know I don't really have a plan going into it I know like I've looked through all like the the checklist that you should plan on and da 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 for the plan and like they're pretty obvious ones to me like I would I think I'll feel better if the baby's like constantly monitored as because you can pick like not to or you know whatever um it's like that's one that I know and like I don't which I don't even think this is a thing with COVID but like I don't want like interns in the room kind of thing um but besides that, like, I would like an epidural. I don't really care what's going on. I want a bouncy ball because they calm me down. Um, and I just like to bounce on them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, ideally, if I can hold up long enough with the epidural, I would like to, like, either, like, be in, like, a hot shower or, like, the bath kind of thing. But that's obviously if you have an epidural, you can't do a lot of that. That's, like, literally the extent of my birth plan. I'm, like, give me a bouncy ball and a needle and I'll be fine. I think that's a great way to go into it though, because I mean, like we were saying about your friend Hunter, birth plans go out the window so quick in situations when you're giving birth. So it's like, you can't be so set on one 
way that you think it's going to go because you're just going to get disappointed or you're not going to be prepared for other outcomes. And it's just, it kind of sets you up for failure because you, you can't, and that's the thing. Like I'm very much a control freak too. That's why C-section really freaked me out. Cause I was like, that's not what I want. Yeah. You cannot control. No. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I feel like in that moment like we're not really gonna give a shit about (laughs) about the situation like obviously like I want to feel empowered and like not have the doctor be like I'm doing this and like me be like what yeah I I honestly just think I'm gonna want the baby to be like out of my body and healthy like I actually think I'm one of those pregnant people I feel like there are two camps of pregnant people one is like I love being pregnant and it's a wonderful and then there's like the other person that's like I prefer the baby out of my body. Like I'm definitely <laughs> in the second camp. Like I, like being pregnant has been great. Don't get me wrong. I've had a really, I've had a very, um, besides like the beginning, like a very easy experience considering. However, I would, I like to, like I said, I like to control things. Like I'd rather control holding the baby than it being in my rib cage. Like I don't like that at all. I am totally in the first camp of like, I love being pregnant, even though I do obviously like, I miss having my body just be mine, but I like, I've had the easiest pregnancy and like, I don't feel really like, I feel normal just because I feel like it's been so gradual of a change in my body that I feel so normal now, but I feel like I'm definitely in the first camp. Before we wrap up, I do want to quickly talk about your situation and how you're being pregnant single because obviously you're not with your your ex anymore correct um (laughs) it's been a whole thing so we separated really like end of february um i can mark these things by the traumatic events that have happened (laughs) around them like the tornado happened march 2nd we were not um living together then so i know it was before that and we kind of tried to make it work for a little bit after that just we've been together for a long time we were engaged and um had the baby obviously but it just became very clear to me that it was not going to work out and we i kind of had to learn very early on how to set boundaries like with relationship versus um parenting which was interesting because I'm not historically like not the greatest at boundaries in any kind of any friendship any relationship um but it is a good thing to learn and so we had always he's always really wanted to be involved um like with the baby like he's always like really wanted a baby all of that and so we decided to go the co-parenting route, which for us looked like um, working with a mediator, like a neutral mediator, not a court appointed one, one that we hired to sit down and we actually did it via Zoom because of everything, but sit down and create a co-parenting plan. And for the beginning, like March to maybe June, our communication was really difficult, like to the point where we got a co-parenting app, which they have really wonderful ones, but um, places that you can communicate and like send attachments and things that will stay there like permanently in case you have to refer back to them. Um, But we had to communicate through that. And like, we were very much not on the same page about like what was best for the baby and blah, blah, blah. And what what would even be feasible with our schedules because he works a nine to five. Um, Well, it's actually not a nine to five, but like he works a 40 hour work week kind of thing at a place Whereas like I'm very flexible and 
just like what it looks like apartment wise because he was not living by himself and just all of this stuff and so we ended up going this mediator route and by the time we did that which was august ish like last month um beginning of last month we had kind of come to like more of um an agreement with what it would look like to do eventually do like a 50 50 co-parenting kind of thing but with a newborn it's like super difficult to figure that out especially with like breastfeeding and schedules and COVID is a whole last other thing so um so yeah it's been it's been really interesting figuring that stuff out and there are I don't know like how familiar most people are with co-parenting plans but you have to get it signed up by a judge and to do that there are like a lot of different boxes to check even if like it doesn't necessarily apply so like um we had to talk about holidays and like what that would look like in the future even though this holiday like we're not traveling because of covid and like we're staying here and our family's coming here kind of thing um but we i ended up the best route for me i'm very very like research oriented um i found a lot of kate like published published case studies about like what's best for newborns and their schedule and their attachments and like this and this and that so we ended up doing like a backwards taper plan um with like learning how to do like one to two hours then two to three hours and like that kind of thing so that way like the it eases the baby into it and it's really just about what's best for the baby um which has been intriguing and just like very much a learning process about boundaries and it's going to be extremely interesting and he knows us having my the first like three months is him visiting just here with the baby and so having you know my ex in my house will be intriguing um but being single has been really interesting just because one i think anyone that's single during a pandemic knows it has been odd um it's been like this weird shift where like men want relationships and it's like the weirdest thing ever because they're they're like realizing that they're like lonely and need like stability um so and a lot of my friends have been on dating apps which like i honestly was on them like way before i was dating dylan but i just haven't been like interested in them lately my friends like dared me to get one and put like some absurd thing as the bio about like baby daddies and i was like absolutely not um i had like they made me get bumble for maybe a day and like i got the weirdest i didn't even put anything about being pregnant people would find it on my instagram and i got like the weirdest messages and like it was just like really creepy um like my friends will tell you and like this is not even like because i'm i'm not like super intrigued by it but my friends will tell you like I get hit on more now than like I ever have before and it's like the most absurd thing ever in my whole life men just like don't care about the pregnancy thing like they honestly would probably care more about like my ex being around still than like the actual baby which is like so that it's, like, is so opposite of what I would think no I know I that's like even like now like even like nine months pregnant people are like let's go on a date and I'm like I'm literally nine months pregnant. Like, I'm a, a whale and it's a pen. I, which like, by the way, like I can't entertain like most dating situations because I have to be really careful with the pandemic stuff. And I don't know, like if someone's dating, they're obviously dating. So it's like difficult. But um, I did 
after a dare from one of my friends get this app called Raya or Raya and it's right, yeah like this it's like known as like the celebrity dating app and like honestly Charlie Puth is on there um I've come across like Brody Jenner Nal Horn like really really interesting I was having a conversation with um someone in like the NBA the other day and like it's very but it's also known as like the you're you're only accepted to it if you're in like a creative industry or like similar like sports and so um it's been really fun for connections and like meeting people like I've met some great people that I could use for like publicist purposes um but yeah being single pregnant is like just weird because there's it's not like people are into it for like a weird reason like they're just like I don't know maybe it's it it could just be different because I'm not like I need a baby daddy like because I yeah. have but it's just like the the oddest thing honestly Very. how did you make that decision though to get out of a relationship that you knew wasn't serving you even with you know the thought of having a newborn because that is the number one reason why people stay together in a relationship that doesn't work oh for sure and I've I've honestly gotten so many messages on Instagram from people that are like I wish that I had done what you done be done what you did because like I'm I'm miserable and we have a two-year-old and now it's so much harder and blah blah um there were like I had like certain like breaking points I think with like certain things that happened that I won't really go into but honestly okay like I said there are a lot of things that happened in our relationship that I wasn't necessarily like thrilled about but I put up with and I thought I think I was like under this illusion that I had a lot of time before like our like lives started for things to like be right per se um and then I got pregnant and all of like all of this stuff was happening with like the pandemic and the tornado and my health and the baby and I think just like my priorities very much shifted and I was like this is if these things haven't changed before and they're not changing while I'm pregnant like they're not going to change in the future um I mean like they very well could but it just it was like not serving me at all and I was just it was honestly I was a little bit miserable and I was like I have no reason to um like to remain miserable just for the sake of a baby like there's no reason why I should because honestly in my opinion like if I was feeling that way and I was going to continue to feel that way then it would end up having like a terrible breakup down the line when the baby would actually remember it or a child would remember it and it would be a much bigger transition then than it would be now like now is not going to be easy for me or for him but at least the baby will be used to it early on and it's not going to be like this huge terrible thing and we had luckily with the pandemic a lot of time to like work out how to be relatively um civil I mean like we're, we're very civil right now but like you know who knows um but yeah it was it honestly was like a decision that I made and I people are like do you ever regret it I, I literally have not once like been like no I wish I did something different like I've never I was not ever upset about it like I never never thought about it twice it takes a lot of strength to do that because just being the same amount of pregnant as you, I could not imagine going through everything the past nine months with having no one to hold my hand, rub my back, hear me cry. Like 
that is so difficult to go through, especially just all the changes in the hormone, hormonal changes and the body changes and moving and doing all you're doing with your businesses. I commend you so much, but I also commend you so much for like knowing that it would be hard, but still making the decision because it's going to be better in the long term. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it's definitely been like, there have been times where I was really upset that I was like by myself, I guess, but it's also this situation where I think I would have had expectations of how he would have treated me because I saw it like for at least a month or so in the first trimester. Um, I think I would have had expectations that wouldn't have been met and then I would have been more upset. And I've talked to like a friend of mine recently who said like her and she's really not happy now, but she said that her boyfriend treated her not terribly, but just not how she expected during pregnancy. And she felt so ugly the whole time and like so terrible. And I just haven't had like those expectations that you have from someone else where you have to like rely on somebody for that. So I have felt like usually fine. And I honestly, I feel like I, if I'm like sick and someone else is around me and they're not like taking care of me or reacting the way I want them to, then I get like more upset and more sick. Whereas, like, now I kind of have to, like, suck it up and, like, not be a child about things. Um, But, yeah, like, there have been times during this trimester where I'm literally, like, dying. And I'm, like, I could definitely use um, some help right now. But, like, I was was just complaining about about something. Like, I think I had to get out of bed or something. Oh, you know what it was? (laughs) I... (laughs) It actually was that. I love Gatorade so much. Like Gatorade is like my favorite thing in the world, which is ironic because only that and I could eat an entire jalapeno and be fine, but Gatorade and water give me the worst heartburn to where I throw up now. Um, Anyways, I, but it's been better this trimester. And so I've been drinking Gatorade, which is like my comfort drink and obviously like a hydrating-ish, not healthy drink. And (laughs) I had bought this 16 pack of baby Gatorades. They were on sale. It was like $4 and I literally carried them into my best friend's house and like left them on her table. And they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, bring some in your fridge for when I'm over here. So I did. And, um, and then I took it back to my house and I fully intended to bring it inside, but I was feeling terrible. And so I left it in my car, took a bath, like was so just hit that like exhaustion point where I was like, I can't do anything. And like laid on this bed upstairs, which is not even my bed. And, um, it was like my guest room and, and then I freaked out and I was like, I don't have my Gatorade. And I was like, I can't go, I can't go downstairs. Like I can't go downstairs. And I texted my best guy friend and I was like, I was like, I get why people don't get pregnant single. And he's like, why? And I was like, my Gatorade's downstairs. And he's like, you were literally the most dramatic person. I was like, well, I'm serious. And he ended up coming over and bringing me more Gatorade, but oh which is so fun. And I've had the most, like, my friends have been so supportive and like wonderful to me the whole time. And obviously my family that like, if like, I'll be having a bad day and my friend will send like ice cream through Uber Eats or something like, it's just really been, I don't think I could do it without them. But I also, um, yeah, it has not been like super easy. It's been like back and forth. Like I have mixed reviews of this experience. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's valid. And I think even not being single, I've, I have mixed reviews. So I think that's valid. Before we wrap up, I want you to talk a little bit about Shop Little Co because it's so cute. And I think it's such a cool idea too, that you literally just started in quarantine. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yes, you should do it. Um, so, okay. 
Loco, uh, which honestly, so Love It Loud Co. is my marketing company and Lil Co. is literally just Love It Loud in like shortened version. Love that. Uh, which honestly saves me a lot of time and money because I can, it's just under my LLC still. So um, pretty cool legally. But I, I honestly, I don't really remember. So, you know, like everyone was tie-dyeing shit and that was just like the thing to do. And I grew up like tie-dyeing stuff with my mom and like I had just done, I did a partnership with Rit Dye like the year before and I tie-dyed some pillowcases that were like kind of, um, they were white and they had turned off white in college and I wanted to keep them, but I didn't want to like buy new ones. And so I had some dye and I, I think I was looking at baby clothes at Target and I saw that they had just like plain white onesies there and I was like, oh, I have like that dye left over from that project. Maybe I'll do this. And so I did like, I literally, I was living in my old apartment. So I had a double sink and it was black marble. And so I was like, oh, I can do dye in these things like without it ruining it. And so I did like one or two onesies and um, ended up going on like Ritz website. At, this is before like the tie dye rush, I guess. Ritz website at like 2 a.m. And they have this like amazing pdf of like how to mix colors and like because they have they sell like what like i don't know 20 30 variations of like liquid dye but you can make like every color under the sun with like adding a teaspoon and so i was like okay like i was an art major i can do this like whatever and um i ended up buying like a bunch of colors i really loved um from Rit that night and they were like back ordered by two weeks and so anyways eventually got them starting the onesies was putting them on Instagram was just like hey like this is like something fun I've been doing for like my kid because you know onesies and I didn't have any baby clothes and I was stressed and um people kept asking to buy them and I had had an Etsy page for a really long time for the dorm paintings I was doing like a long time ago and I put them on Etsy and then I ended up just being like this would be a lot easier if I just did it on Squarespace um where all my other stuff is housed and started selling it and and then I was like what if I could do custom ones with like printed stuff on it so I went full Karen and bought a Cricut and um I don't know if if most people are familiar with Cricuts because I had no idea what it was but it's like how you print like vinyl things that you can stick onto like Tervis tumblers and like yeah yeah like stickers and I don't know it was a whole ass thing but um I got a mini one it's called like the joy it was like under two hundred dollars and um got like some iron-on stickers and I design stuff anyways like graphic design wise and so I just started making like little designs of things I wanted on onesies and names and all of this stuff and um started printing them and ironing them and people started buying them so that was super cool um but yeah I just I wanted a way to make something because I'm like I'm an artist by trade but digital marketing is like not actually working with your hands and I wanted like something to do with that and also dye is just really really fun because for me like I don't do the whole tie where you actually like put rubber bands around things and like and make like designs like I do it where I literally just like drop it into a dye bath in the sink and like see what happens and same thing with the color like I stopped measuring the colors I just started like making my own and so it's all like everything super individual which for some people they're like no I hate that but that's like what I like to do so I actually I went full millennial because I'm not I actually wait I am a millennial I went Gen Z I guess and I 
had TikTok just like for fun, but I made a tie-dye TikTok and it has like 32,000 views on it right now, which is huge. Damn. But um, so that helped too, which is kind of cool. And now I'm just like doing like a tie-dye TikTok and that's like a fun um, new thing that's happening. But I'm like joking with my mom and I'm like, yeah, like when the baby naps, I'll just do my onesies. And my mom's like, you're going to be sleeping. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be doing my onesies. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, like we'll see. But, um, but yeah, so I just kind of like bloomed into this lovely little thing that is actually really fruitful because I, if I have extra inventory, I have a baby and I have a baby model for the future. So exactly like there's really, it's really a win-win in every situation, which is great. And then I can also donate like any onesies that don't sell or because you have to buy them in like a certain number of, you know number of onesies and so like if they don't sell or if they're the wrong size or get messed up or whatever I can donate them to babies in need and so that's that's pretty much it it's like a fun it's just been a fun like project like a little passion project that turned into a revenue stream which we love well you're doing so much and I feel like you're like the ultimate hustler slash like mom and just badass woman so where can people find your shop where can people find you and where can people find your tiktok the tie-dye one Oh my God. The TikTok. Um, honestly, I'm going to have to look at the handle for that. I, okay. So my social is just my name at Amelia Weiss, but it hasn't, oh, we're TikToking. Um, <laughs> extra S at the end because there's another Amelia Weiss in Pennsylvania and she's in college and she stole my name, but it's fine. Um, so there's that, there's the Nash girls, which is just at the Nash girls. Um, there's at Love It Loud Co. <laughs> There's so many. There's at Shop Lil Co, which is just L I L C O. Um, and then TikTok is the same thing at Shop Lil Co. I just looked. But yeah, those are all my social platforms. And all my emails are attached and like all the websites are attached from there too. And something fun that I just started while I'm stuck in COVID and um and just like navigating like what pregnancy and working is going to look like. Cause I'm also not taking a leave at all. Like I'm taking my laptop to the hospital um, is more of like a consulting, like coaching side of things. So I have like my full-time clients, but um, through love it loud, I just added like where say a small business wants to plan out like their socials for the entire month, but have no idea how to do strategy or what holidays fall on what days or like, just really like don't have a, a plan and they get stuck in social then they can do like a monthly coaching session where I sit down and I like create a whole plan for them and then we talk on the phone for two hours about like here's your calendar and here's what you should be doing and here's what you can do better and like um here's what you should create and you know that kind of thing so um that's kind of like my my newest, um, not like venture, because it's kind of what I do already, but just like my newest like offering in life. So that's also on all my websites. Well, when this episode goes out, you might be in labor. I might be in labor. We might have babies because this is going to go out, I think, on the 21st. So Oh my gosh, shit, we're going to have kids. We might have babies. We might be moms. So you guys are going to have to follow us on Instagram and see if we're in labor, if you're listening to this, or if we already had the baby. What if we have a baby at the same time? Can you imagine? I feel like it's going to go that way anyway, just because we've been literally twins this whole time. Probably, honestly. I'm going to be like not updating social or anything, but like just texting you like, okay, are we doing it yet? Like are we doing it yet? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Amelia. Thank you.